All right. Welcome to the Jeff Hagee Show. I'm excited today. I have a really special guest with me, Kathy Andruzzi, and I'm excited to talk to her because she's got such a diverse background with so much expertise and knowledge. Just to give you a little bit of uh, information on Kathy, she cultivates high performance through self-discovery, awareness, and choice. She helps to uncover potential of athletes, develop their leadership competencies, mental skills, and competitive mindset. She helps coaches to manage change, communicate effectively, and become great leaders. And she helps develop high-performance cultures. I really could go on and on. And I, you know, she's got such an incredible background as an athlete, as a coach, as an executive director, as an entrepreneur, so much more. And I'm sure we'll get into a lot of those things. But Kathy, I appreciate you being with me. Thank you for joining me. And tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Great to be with you, Jeff. Um, yeah, I'm a leadership performance coach, like you said. I coach professional, collegiate, and uh, youth teams and athletes. Uh, my uh, my program is pretty diverse. Uh, mainly, it's leadership development and psychological skill development. And with the psychological skill development, we really focus on foundational. Uh, facilitative and performance skills and the performance skills really in line with, you know, mental training and, and emotions, which are very, very important. Uh, I'm very fortunate. I'm entering my 50 out as the leadership and performance coach for Rutgers women's soccer. Uh, and um, I am in my fourth year as the leadership and performance coach for the players development Academy, otherwise known as PDA, which is the largest uh, soccer youth program in the state of New Jersey. Uh, this past year with Rutgers University, we just had a coming off a tremendous, tremendous season where our team uh, was the first uh, team in Rutgers University history to win a Big Ten championship. Uh, we went undefeated in uh, Big Ten regular season play, and we advanced to the NCAA College Cup, which is the final four of women's soccer. Uh, all that uh, took a lot of years to develop, uh, but uh, that was uh, just uh, put the icing on the cake for this year for all the things that we've done in helping our teams prepare both mentally and physically for the challenges of uh, collegiate sports. That's absolutely incredible. And, you know, Kathy, you and I have talked and I've told you that a lot of my audience are athletes and people in my Confident Athlete program. And we want to direct a lot of things there, but a lot of my audience are entrepreneurs as well. So share a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey as well. Yeah, pretty interesting. I didn't take a traditional path uh, at all, for sure. Uh, I started as being a, a play, basketball player. I played for a tremendous team. Uh, we were we played in the Final Four in, back in the day. Uh, went on to coach. I coached at uh, Wagner College for two years. Went to East Carolina six years as the head women's basketball coach, had a tremendous experience. When I was at East Carolina, I had the first women's, uh, women's coaches show in the country, TV show. And so from there, one of my sponsors was Domino's Pizza. I got to know the franchisee. I was in basketball all my life, and I had this entrepreneurial spirit that, you know, I want to I try something a little different. Uh, maybe get out of sports, learn a little bit about marketing and business. I had this great opportunity to uh, get into Domino's Pizza. Uh, within a short period of time, I became a franchisee. I built six stores in central uh, New Jersey, got into my the business area, 
And then after 13 uh, seasons, um, as all coaches get a little itchy, a little crazy, uh, they want to get back into sports. And I did uh, first being a broadcaster. I broadcast TV games. Uh, I got involved with some really great companies and was able to produce uh, a women's TV package. Uh, from there, I went out to be the general manager of the American Basketball League, ABL, back in the day. Uh, was the league right before the WNBA. Uh, matter of fact, one of our players was Dawn Staley, who her team just won the national championship at South Carolina. Tremendous individual, to, tremendous uh, player and coach. Uh, from there, uh, the ABL folded. Uh, NBA, WNBA came in and I was in Philadelphia. We had had great relationships with the corporate community. Uh, at that time, uh, Philadelphia was uh, was headed to run the women's final four and they needed an executive director. And so I got the opportunity to run the 2000 NCAA women's final four, which was a two year project. And Jeff, it was a unbelievable experience, probably one of the best experience in, in my life. I had a great, great team that worked with me. Uh, we had a corporate community uh, that was unbelievable. Uh, Ed Randell, who was the governor, was the mayor at that time, uh, was a big supporter. So we had a lot of support from both the government, from the community, uh, and, and the, which was phenomenal. So I learned a lot from that experience. Uh, from there, I went on to uh, teach at college at Drexel University, which is right there in Philadelphia. They asked me to create a course. I did called the Business of Sport. So got back into a little bit of teaching. And then as all coaches, we get a little, we still have the coaches, coaching uh, juices in our blood, as I'm sure you know. Uh, and I went back into coaching. I became an assistant coach at Rutgers University and then at Seton Hall. And then I got the opportunity to be a head coach again at Fordham University. After five years of Fordham, I was ready to go on to my next uh, challenge. And that's how I went on to uh, really get back into teaching and to coaching. I uh, was very fortunate to, to meet Richard Lavchek, who is the, uh, was the chair of the DeVos Sports Management Program down at uh, University of Central Florida, one of the top sports management programs in the country. He saw some of the work I was doing uh, with the Final Four, with the Rage, and certainly with some of the work I did as a coach. And he asked me to do some work with him and you know work with his students, mentor them, and also teach some courses, uh, which I did, which was another fabulous uh, opportunity. Uh, from there, and I'm always done on this. From there, what happened <laughs> is that uh, Rutgers University at that time was thinking of building a sports management program. And they saw the work that I was doing with um, the DeVos Sports Management Program. And so they asked me if I would join them and consult uh, as they were developing this program, which we did. So that was a year long uh, to, to just develop the curriculum and put all that in place. And then from there, uh, we built a program, we helped launch the program, and I taught. Uh, I was a full-time faculty and I taught sports leadership and ethics uh, for two years there. And then uh, during that time, just loving you know, being around students, loving around coaching, uh, and mentoring, I decided to go the professional route and become a certified uh, leadership and performance coach. 
and take what I've learned back into sports. So that's how it kind of evolved. And then from that, that point, uh, what really happened is that uh, Mike, uh, coach Mike O'Neill, who was the coach, uh, who was the coach of Rutgers women's soccer, saw the work that we were doing with our students and asked if I would develop a program for Rutgers. And um, I did, and I'm in my fifth year and I just been blessed to work with such great, great, great people. Hey, athletes and parents of athletes. So much time, money, and effort is put into the physical aspect of your sport to become the best you can be. But the mental game, it's often neglected and it's just as important as the physical game. In fact, it's usually the differentiator between the good and the great athletes. Come and join me in the Confident Athlete Program where you'll learn to control your confidence, develop a powerful mindset, and unlock your full potential. Go to jeffhagey.com slash confidentathlete to find out more. Thank you for sharing that because I think what that does, it allows all of our listeners to realize that it doesn't matter. You're an oh. entrepreneur, you're an athlete, you're any sort of high achiever. You are going to get a lot out of this. And Kathy has so much to share with her experience, knowledge, and background. So thank you for that. So let's, let's start there. Um, you know, we, we talk about, you know, cu- cultivating high performance through self-discovery, awareness, and choice with your athletes. When you, whether it's through your program, a team that you're working with, where do you start with athletes? Where do you start to work with them? So I'll just give you a little bit. When I first developed the program for, and every program uh, that I work with is different, right? So it's not like it's, yeah, I have this menu and I have, uh, you know, I talk about leadership competencies and and uh, it's not just about performance. So I'm just not, I just don't focus on mental skills development because if you're working with a team and you're trying to develop a culture and you're trying to just take the, the whole thing and put it all together, you really you really have to start out with leadership. So the first thing I would do if I was going to a program is that I do a survey and I do a survey with the coaches and I do a survey with the athletes uh, and just get a baseline to know where, where they're coming from. Then from there, I could de- develop a program. In the beginning, for some programs, you might be, might need more leadership, uh, depending on where they are, you know, in um, in the scope of things. Uh, but what what I tried to do is I first always start out with leadership competencies and start out with core values, because the foundation of a great culture really begins with core values. You know. What do you stand for? You know, core values really determines your behavior. It guides you. So we started with core values and really start out with it in the sense that taking it down to the minute, not just about why do you choose this core value? How do you define it? And how do you live that core value? And this has been essential for Rutgers Women's Soccer in particular, because we take this very seriously. And it's not just, it's the whole coaching staff and it's the whole team. We actually have a session, which we'll have in the beginning of August, where the coaches and the athletes, we all get together and we decide on what are our core values. We decide on them. We go back and forth. uh, We uh, define them how we're going to live them every single day and how important they are to us. Uh, And we live them every single day. Every session I have, we talk about them. The coaches talk about them. Everything we do though is championed by our coaching staff and especially our head coach. He champions everything. So that's where uh, 
that's where if we, when you have success, it has to be championed from the from the leadership on top. So we start with core values, and then from core values, we go into um, all the other competencies. No, I love that, and I love the fact what what you said about having the head coach has to champion these things because that's really how they're going to stick. And it's not just going to be the flavor of the month. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really going to be lived. So I love that. Talk a little bit more about leadership because to me, you know, leadership, you know, when you look at it from the surface level, of course, when you've got a team leadership's involved, all those things, but I work with a lot of athletes in individual sports where they're not on a team where it's an individual event and they don't think, well, what is leadership? Why do I need leadership? I'm in an individual sport. So do you want to just give your thoughts on that? Oh, sure. Um, leadership, to me, in order to be a good performer, you have to have good leadership skills, those competencies that really, uh, that really help you live your life. It's your behaviors. It's your decision-making. It's your commitment. It's do you respect yourself? Do you respect others? Do you trust others? Because even with the individual sport, you have a team of people working around you. Even if it's a high school, whatever it might be, there's always a team. And so you have to learn how to communicate with that team. So all those leadership competencies are really, really important in in terms of an individual, you know, getting to their highest level. When you look at, you know, it's really interesting because uh, just say Russell Wilson, for instance, you know, I was, I was listening to something, uh, a podcast with him. He was talking about, well, he spends like a million dollars a year personally, just on his development, you know? And so he has all these coaches around him. So he has to learn. He, he knows he's obviously outstanding, but he knows the importance of keeping his body, keeping his mind, keeping his, you know, knowing his nutritional needs, but he has people helping him do that. So as an individual, I don't care what level you're on, there are other, there are people helping. You have to learn how to, how to work with other people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as you're talking about that, one of the things I thought about is I'm always talking to my athletes about, especially the younger ones, how much I feel that athletics is such a reflection on life and the lessons they learn as young athletes really carries through throughout their lives. You know, a lot of the things that are core values to me today are things that I learned through coaches in high school or wherever. And do you want to talk a little bit about your experience as an athlete, as a coach and how that helped you as an entrepreneur? Yeah. You know, uh, it's really, uh, really started out when I was in, uh, just, uh, college, I, I played for a outstanding coach who's so fundamentally sound, so ahead of the game. Uh, and so I learned a lot of principles from her just in terms of, uh, the way that she, the way, the things that she did, how she worked, how she dealt with players, how how innovative she was in terms of uh, of basketball and in terms of physiology. We were doing things that that teams weren't doing, you know, at, at all. So it starts from there. It starts from like who are your mentors, who are the people that you really looked up to, you know, in terms of helping you, you know. Uh, develop that foundation. 
my family wasn't in business. You know, uh, I, you know, usually people would say, well, if your family's in business, are you going to go in business? That wasn't the case. Great family, great fundamental, just uh, awesome. But the, th- the thing is that I always had this entrepreneurial spirit. So I always had this spirit that, you know, that, you know, I always wanted to learn. So I'm a learner, just con- continuing to learn. So even when I was in, um, uh, really interesting is that right after college, uh, I was working for um, uh, a basketball camp and we would travel all over the country, travel over the country and put these camps on all over. And, you know, I didn't know anything about running uh, camps or anything at that time, but you learn, you learn. And that's the great thing about life is that, and, and, and for everybody to understand is that people could be, who, you could be whatever you want to be. You just got to put the time and effort and you got to have a vision of what you want. Even with Domino's Pizza, you know, once I got to Domino's Pizza, you know, I thought I'd, I'd build one store, but then it grew and I had a vision. Well, you know what? I want to build six stores. And you look at that and you visualize it and you plan it out and you see what you want to develop. The same thing like with athletes, right? I mean, it's so, I think we have, and especially nowadays, we have so much opportunity to do and to be who we want to be. But there's a commitment that you have to make and uh, along the way. Oh, I love that. And you know what? You're not, you're not going to get there if you can't see it. And once mm. you can see it, that's the beginning. I love that. So let's get into the, some of the nuts and bolts of this, because I know especially our athletes are going to want to know some of these answers and your thoughts on it. So how is the best strat? What are the best strategies or how does an athlete build their confidence, boost their confidence? Sure. Um, so the most important thing is starts with self-awareness, uh, and self-awareness is, is understanding your emotions and how your emotions affect you and how they affect others. And that's really key because once you understand the power of your emotions and understanding those emotions, they, they have an impact on your decision-making, on your judgments, on your attitudes and your behaviors. So we start our, our players, athletes rather, every single year with self-awareness, understanding, getting in that present moment and, and being self-aware, doing self-reflection. So, so in order to have confidence, you just, someone came to you and you know, you're big on, you're on confidence and it's not just about, well, here's how you develop confidence. You start with self-awareness and you start them understanding about their emotions because confidence is about emotions, right? And then we use five, we, we focus on five things when we talk about uh, building confidence. We believe number one, you gotta believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, no one will believe in you. So that's number one. Number two, you gotta have a good self image of yourself. What do, you, what do you see when you look at yourself in the mirror? You know, what, what, what self image do you have? Because that will dictate a lot of things that you do. Number three, self-talk. What is your inner dialogue? What are you saying to yourself? And we spend a lot of time on self-talk because we talk about the, we talk about uh, what are your counters? Because as we get into responses and we go, we go into emotional regulation, we want our athletes to have a toolkit of responses so that, you know, that self-talk of 60 to 70,000 thoughts are coming through your head every single day. How are you 
responding to those? What are you saying? So we developed that toolkit. So they have, they have something to say so that when something comes in their head, say, oh, Kathy, you got this now. And we, we always use our voice as well as an onlooker uh, supporter. Uh, the third thing is past experience. And that is really big because your brain uses past experience to predict how you respond. Your brain uses past experience to predict how you will respond. So that is really, really key when you think about that. And we'll get into a little more of that. The fifth thing, mental imagery. Mental imagery is important because your brain doesn't know the difference between reality or imagination. So now you're able, now, now if, you, if you think of those five things that we use, is that now you're able to tap into past experience so that you can know that when you get into a situation, I'll give you a simple example. I'm on the field, I'm playing soccer, and I'll use soccer, for instance. And so, um, but I know I've had some good experiences. I know I've done this before. So when that situation, if we tap into our past experience the right way, we can go back into that past experience and say, oh, I've done this before. You know what I mean? If something comes up like adversely on the field, I could tap into that. You know, so there's a lot of different things we do, but we use those five things. We think we think that those five um, uh, things that we do, belief, uh, self-image, self-talk, past experience and uh, mental imagery and mental imagery is really, really big in terms of what are we doing the night before a game? What are we doing during the week? What are we seeing? You know, what do we program? Because remember, we'll all program, right, Jeff? We'll all program from past experience, but we can reprogram that. So we teach them how to do that as well. That is great. And I love with your self-talk having that toolkit too, because it's really easy when things are good to say, yeah, if I have some negative self-talk, I'll just change it mm -hmm. and change it to positive. But when you're in that situation, it's a lot more difficult. So if you've got that toolkit of what, what am I going to say? What am I going to do to snap mm -hmm. me out of it? That's, that's really powerful. So thank you on that. What can, what can a coach do in, in the heat of the moment in a game when he sees confidence or something lacking in a player, and maybe it's the self-talk, what can a coach do to help the players to get back to where they need to be? Coaches have to be really confident with their players and they have to, they, they have to motivate them. You know, they have to be they have to be mindful of how they say things to the, the to their athletes, because the, and these athletes, as you know, from working with athletes, they're very, very sensitive. You know, so when, when a coach is on the sideline and they see it's just like this, that you got this, man, you got this, you could you could do this. I mean, just the little things that coaches can say <coughs> excuse me, to those players is really, really key. <coughs> yes, absolutely. Now. What does the what does the term powerful mindset mean to you? Powerful mindset. Let me just take a drink real quick. Just got some white throat. <clears throat> powerful mindset. <clears throat> powerful mindset is that I have the ability to understand that I can achieve this. 
I have, I have worked at this. I have the understanding that I can achieve and accomplish what this task is. So when I, when I think of, of a mindset, you know, I think of, of um, uh, working with someone uh, over and over again to, to develop uh, this way of thinking. So to us, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a way of thinking. And that is a combination of all the things we work on to develop that mindset. That's great. And, you know, I love that because one of the things mm-hmm. that I believe it, when people are having more of a weak mindset, Carol Dweck says that, you know, our mindsets are our thoughts mm-hmm. and we can change our thoughts. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, when we need to change our mindset, it is something with the right work and leadership, we can do that. So I appreciate that. Um, Let's talk a little bit about success and personal accountability. Give your thoughts on whether we're talking sports, business, whatever you want to angle towards, but talk about the importance of personal accountability. Yeah. The, when it comes to personal accountability, and this is really, really big uh, for us. And this is where, we, we love to empower uh, our athletes. And if I'm talking about a team, we like to empower our team. We like to have the kind of communication with them, which is really, really important, where if we empower them and we invite them into the conversation, even in leadership, right? If I'm, you know, just, just uh, with, with our employees, we, we want them to be part of the process, We want them to have buy-in in what we are doing. Now, let's just stay with coaching first, and I'll go go into a little bit of corporate. But like, so, so when you when you have when you invite them into the conversation, when you help them shape the vision. I mean, you you as a leader, this is our vision. When you hate them, help them. When you ask them to help shape the strategy, now they have buy-in in the process. And once they have buy-in in the process, then, then they feel more accountable, you know, and then they feel more responsible that, you know, well, I'm inviting to this. This is just not, the coach is not just saying this or the, the uh, CEO is just not saying this is that now I have, now I'm part of the process and I want to make this happen. So I think that when it comes to accountability, you know, it's, it's not, no, there's no more top down, type of leadership or top-down kind of coaching. It's more like the bottom-up now. You know, even when I go into a session with our student athletes, I'll talk to, I'll talk to the captains ahead of time and say, what are you, how, how are we doing now? What, this is some of the things I, I was thinking of. This is what I was thinking of focusing on on this session. What do you think? And how is the temperature of the players? Is there anything important I need to, I need to focus on? So now I'm getting buy-in from the captains, which is really, really important. Because once they have buy-in with the captains, they feel more accountable, and they feel they feel more part of the process. And I think that's really really important. Is that whether it's it's employees or whether it's athletes or whoever it might be, is that is that bringing them in and having them be part of the process? Uh, because that buy-in is really critical for that for 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 success. Yeah, that is that is excellent. From your experience, um, you know, if you've worked with your teams or your employees, whatever it is, with understanding confidence, having confidence, building confidence, 
How do you deal with a slump when things all of a sudden doesn't just seems like doesn't matter what you do, nothing's going right. How do you get them out of that slump? As a team or as an individual player? Yes. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk both. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about an individual player. So um, you have an individual player that's really just like not, you know, just not doing well. And they're, they, they're in that slump. And then that's when you sit down with them and you have that one-on-one coaching uh, conversation with them. And you, you ask them the questions. And you're there just to listen. And you're asking the question, so so what are you feeling? You know, where where are you feeling it? Because obviously if they're if they're in in some kind of a slump, there's some something that's holding them back. It could be something that has to do with the sport, it could be something else whatever it might be. So I think you just got, you, you have to sit with them and, you know, being a coach, uh, being a performance coach is being a great listener and helping them self-discover really what's going on internally. You know, why, why, why are they in this slump? And so there's always something. It doesn't have to be the sport itself. It could be something personal. It could be something at home. It could be, could be a number of different things. And the key to a good performance coach is getting to that point, getting to that, finding out exactly what, what, what is happening. You know what? It's not like, Oh, forget about it. Just like think positive. No, no, no. That's not what it's about. It's about like, let's find out what this root cause is. And so I would sit down with that, that athlete and take time with them and just listen to them and have them talk. So when this, when did this, when does a slump occur? You know, where, you know, where, where do you feel it? Where do you feel it in your body? And so that, that would be a whole process. Uh, and for a team, you know, if, if, a, if a team is, is in a slump, uh, that's addressing it, you know, just in terms of going back and, and looking at the performances in the past and why, you know, why are we, why are we in the slump? Are we doing everything we can? Uh, are we, is what's the culture like, you know? So, I mean, it's, so, so we'd have to look into it really and, and see what, what is the root cause of why that team is having that slump. Right. Thank you. Um, you know, thinking about preparation for performance, um, there's a lot, you know, that that's a big part of confidence is being prepared, knowing that you're ready to perform but do you have any techniques or rituals or anything you encourage players or teams to do to perform their best? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, preparation precedes excellence, right? So preparation is really, really important. Uh, I have a, a professional player I work with right now, and she is so good in her preparation. And her preparation doesn't start the day before a match and she's a NWSL player. So they're in their challenge cup right now, Uh, but she is really focused on everything from her nutritional intake, what she's taking in, you know, her, her recovery process during the week. So say if there's a game on Saturday, it's like every day, every day is measured. Because they're in their they're in their season right now, so you have to be really focused and you have to be really committed. Uh, 
every day is measured in terms of the day before, two days before, what do I do? So nutritional intake is really, really important. What do I put in my body? What makes me feel good? Because everyone, some people you know, eat certain things. Some people don't, whatever it might be. You have to find out. So it's nutritional intake uh, and then um, visualization, mental imagery is really, really important. Uh, mindfulness is really, really important. So her schedule in, in, uh, would be is that the day before that, two days before the Thursday, she's really working on you know, her recovery process. And then Friday, the day before the game, she's working on uh, her light, light training. And then she goes right into uh, meditation the night before and also mental imagery the night before. So she's playing that game. Friday night before Saturday, she's playing that game in her head. She's getting set. Saturday morning, um, we have a call, and she calls me up, and we'll talk for a half hour, and we'll she'll say, I'll say, how's it going? How was your week? How's your preparation? And she has another preparation that day. She does meditation. She goes for a walk. So she has a process and she has this routine and that routine in particular gets her ready for competition. With our athletes at, at, at Rutgers, we do very similar things. Everybody does their own routine, but Rutgers is kind of interesting because I, I got to share this with you uh, because it's kind of, it's, um, it's, it's really interesting how, what they did this past year. We had tremendous leadership from our captains and from our seniors, just tremendous leadership. And they had a routine, Jeff, which is so unique, is that they did certain things the night before. But when they walked, when they got in that locker room, they had a special routine that they did. And it wasn't sitting quiet and doing meditation, but it was like a routine that they that they did. I mean, it was almost, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. The doors were closed. They did their routine. And then they walked out, warmed up, had another routine, and then they were ready to go. So it was like every team does something different. Whatever works for them works for them. But in particular, I think nutrition is important. Nutritional intake is important. I think meditation is really important. Taking some time for mindfulness, being in the present moment, getting set, doing some breathing exercises, and mental imagery the night before, I think is really critical. Awesome. One of the things you had mentioned uh, with your soccer player, how focused she was. Mm -hmm. how, how do you maintain focus? Well, got to pay attention. You know, this is this is the this is this is what mindfulness is all about. It's paying attention. We don't pay attention. We don't notice things. And this is where this is where being in the present moment and being self-aware and sitting down and going through some breathing exercises where I am whether it could be a box breathing, whatever breathing exercise you want, but understanding not being in the past, not being in the future, but being in the present. And I think that's really key. And noticing and, and focusing because we don't pay attention. You know, we're on, many times we're on autopilot, right? 
we're on autopilot. We're just going like you can get in the car and like, I don't know how to get there, right? We don't pay attention. And I think nowadays you're going to see more and more research on mindfulness and more and more research on paying attention, how we let time slip by us because we don't pay attention. And I think the more we notice and the more we pay attention, and that's in self-reflection, that's also in journaling. We're really big on journaling. We, we believe journaling is really key because journaling helps you self-reflect. Uh, you know, putting a pen to the paper, not just on my, not, not on my phone, but journals. We all have our, our journals and self-reflecting. But being in that present moment, I think it's really, really key. Yeah, that's powerful. And yeah, I 100% agree with you on the journaling too. And more than just athletes for entrepreneurs, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think with that self-reflection, there we fill up every gap. We don't take the time to think. Mm-hmm. We I, I do it myself. If I'm at the gym or if I'm driving, I've got an audio on, whatever it is, I don't take the time just for quietness enough. Mm-hmm. So that's very powerful. Well, I really could go on for hours with you. This is amazing. I really love what you're sharing with us. Love the knowledge that you're sharing with our audience. Can you share with us where can people find more of you, follow you, connect with you? Yeah, well, I'm on uh, my website is kathyandrusy.com. I'm on Twitter at kathyandrusy. I am on Instagram with Coach Drews, that's C-O-A-C-H-D-R-U-Z-Z. So those are the three areas. And if someone was interested in in having a session with me, they can go to kathyandrusy.com and jump on the uh, uh, calendar uh, and schedule a time. I'd be glad to speak to uh, anyone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This is amazing. I will put all those links in the show notes. So if you're driving or something and you heard that and you're trying to scribble it down, just go to the show notes. They'll be in there and you can connect with, with Kathy, but thank you again. Really appreciate everything you've shared with us. Uh, Thanks for inviting me, Jeff. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Why do some people succeed at all levels beyond their imagination while others struggle? The mind is the key to your success. Even the best strategy won't matter without the right mindset to implement it. For those who desire to be great, to do amazing things, and have an impact on the world, the Bigger Future Coaching Program is designed to take your life and your business to another level. If you're ready to make big commitments, be held accountable, and develop the success mindsets that will take you beyond your dreams, join us today. Find out more at jeffhagey.com slash groupcoaching. Some of you may know this, but... In addition to my coaching, I've recently joined Geneva Financial Home Loans, a mortgage lender headquartered in Chandler, Arizona as a mortgage loan originator. I've always had a passion for serving others, and now I'm proud to also be a part of Home Loans Powered by Humans. If you're in the state of Arizona and looking to take the next step in your journey, contact me at 801-830-3858 to start the conversation. NMLS number 42056, BK number 0910215, Equal Opportunity Lender.